Have you ever wondered why some young people choose to end their lives? Ever wondered who they are and who they left behind? Have you ever wanted to hear their stories? Would you like answers to these questions and many more? Welcome to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu. Her mission is to shine light on these young people, create awareness for, and educate the world on youth suicide. Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Dr. Lulu and her guests. They are not a substitute for professional advice. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK or send a text to www.crisistextline.org. Now, here's Dr. Lulu. is actually taking place on Thanksgiving week. So happy Thanksgiving is appropriate. I don't know when you're going to hear it, but it is appropriate. Um, I have a special guest with me today. She's almost a unicorn in the sense that she's Nigerian. You guys, if you've been listening to me, you know that my unicorns are the black males, but this one is pushing it because she is Nigerian. She's my first Niger sister duck. I love her because her name is Neka. Neka, for those of you who don't know, means mother is divine, mother is greatest, mother is the ultimate. It is the ultimate name that a mother can name their child. For those of you who don't know, I'm going to get really like deep up in here. Our names in Nigeria and in Africa usually have a meaning. Neka means your mother is the greatest. So if I name my daughter, Neka. That means I'm saying my mother is the greatest or I, as a mother, have come full circle, however you want to call it, but it's an ode to motherhood. And you know what? Isn't it amazing that this here chica is living it up because she's got cinco niños. She's got five kids, y'all. So if you know a woman who is a mother, this is who she is. She's going to share with us a little bit of the ups and downs of life. You know, if you're a mother, if you've had a baby, you've had drama, period. She's going to share some of the professional. She's a family practice doctor and some personal. And don't you know, she mentioned in the brief intro we had that Niger folks, we don't like to talk about the fact that we depressed, but you know, we do get depressed. I know I did. So, but talking saves lives and we know that already. So she's going to share a little bit of her life with us. So welcome, 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 doctor. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. So where do you want to start, Niamor? How do you want to attack this? Where do you want to start? Well, I guess I'll share a little bit about myself. And I guess the kind of story as to why I'm talking with you on Suicide Pages today. Uh, my name is Mecca Ichoku. Um, yes, I'm a family physician. Yes, you mentioned I'm a, mother, a wife and a mother of five. And with that, although and a physician, a family physician, um, there's a lot of ups and downs in that story. Um, kind of the early on, I would say, uh, was an experience I had in medical school my very first year uh, was a very rough year. 
um, after, you know, doing well in undergrad and even getting a partial scholarship to uh, my first choice medical school, I found myself struggling academically. And obviously, <laughs> being a pre-med, being, you know, Nigel raised, um, that's not unacceptable. So at that point in time, being in the early 20s, it felt like our world was coming to an end. You know, there wasn't what I didn't fast, what I didn't pray, prayer cloth, anointing, holy. What, what didn't you do? What didn't I do? <laughs> and it was fire. still holy, real Holy Ghost fire. And um, it was for me at that stage of life, it was like, wait a minute, God, you put this in my heart. You know, I passed through the MCAT and all this thing. Why am I struggling now? You know, what if this brings shame to my family? You know, what does this say about me? You know, I don't know anything else. This is the journey that I've been on. And I remember, you know, feeling like, I don't know if I can face this quote unquote shame at the time. This is my 20 something year old mind that it don't work out. You know, it's basically like you have to resign before you, you know, quit before you're fired. And um, it felt like giving up on a dream that I felt God put in my heart. You know what? I think uh, for loving, praying parents that were like, we love you for you. And we want you to be okay. And um, came with me and loved on me and let me know it was okay that my value to them and to God doesn't have anything to do with my profession. Amen. Now, the question is, I just said that my achievement, yes, I'm already proud of you, love you. And I needed to hear that because maybe subconsciously I was tying my self-worth to my grades or, you know, those academic achievements because that's what made you a good child. That was your thinking, you know, how a child, especially when your parents come as immigrants and you grew up in abroad, you feel you owe them, you know, you're the American dream. Yeah, you both for them, you know. So I want to say I thank you for all the sacrifices you made, surviving, be for all those things, and you raised us. This is my only way to say thank you, and I'm messing it up, you know. Um, so, well, by God's grace, I'm still a physician. Let me tell you yes. how I still became one. It turned out it wasn't that I couldn't be a doctor. Maybe the format of that school in that time, it wasn't for me. Yes. So God's providence allowed me to, I started a public health program and I did a year of it and then I reapplied, but to a different type of medical school. I got it. I'm, I'm kind of cutting a long story short. I did well in the public health. I was debating: should I do pharmacy? Should I do PhD in epidemiology? Uh, what do you want me to do? Maybe doctor don't mean doctor like physician. Yes. So it turned out I applied for everything, and I got accepted into osteopathic medical school, uh, where I graduated Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine, and it turned out it was just that divine, this is the place. It's not even so, it was like, this place is where you're supposed to be, you know? Yes. Um, so it worked out. Um, you know, I went through the school, even finished the MPH while going to the medical school by his grace. So um, I think it's wanted to tell people when you think you're in a dark place, because you couldn't tell me when it was happening. It was a dark place. It yes. was a dark time. 
but being open, sharing it, bearing it out, then to my parents first, you know, people, few people you could trust, it let me know I had value and worth and I was able to hold on to hope and that it was still meant for me, but it happened in a way that was even bigger than what I originally thought. You know, I went to a school that was very supportive. I've made lifelong friends. It's opened doors for me that I couldn't imagine if I stuck to that small way I thought it was supposed to happen. So that was like, I'll say one chapter of my life where you say that you lose something and you think there's a death, but there's really a rebirth. And you then know, say, oh, it's academics. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, even if we just stop there, there's so much to unpack. Just the, the fact that you, you nailed it. And many people who don't have Nigerian parents will not even begin to, maybe Asians are the next mm. people that I can maybe say that they have similar upbringing where you are, you must excel. It's like, there's no question that you must excel. Like what? And so saying what you said, even on your own, even when your parents said, don't worry, we got you. You're like, no, no, I need to accept. Mm -hmm. Because that's how we, we are raised to, to do that. I remember when I was going to high school, my best friend then, she got into federal Oweri about two weeks before I got into federal Bakuri. And don't you know, for those two weeks, I was so depressed. As an 11 year old, I was like, oh my God, no, she's not going to go to a federal government girls college and I'm not going to. I didn't even, nothing you could have told me would have made me just think that, okay, maybe mine is still in the mail. No, you know, so that's how we are. And then we grow up with that mindset. And so here you are already quite accomplished because you finished pre-med. That's not easy. And then mm -hmm. you do the public health. That is not easy. But look at you looking at this particular goal and if it's not this goal if it's not this way then you know it's like it's not right mm -hmm. you're right you came full circle you you never let go of your praying you had all your prayer warriors throwing all the holy ghost fire at you mm -hmm. and guess what in the end it happened just the way it was destined to be which is mm -hmm. the intentionality of god you know right mm -hmm. he's gonna take you like a needle and place you on the record track that he wants to play and that's it you can do all the gra, -gra right. when he's ready for you. You know what I mean? So that is so powerful mm -hmm. to share that. So I didn't want you to belittle that because that in on itself is a journey of self-discovery, I'm sure. Mm. Um, did you officially become depressed? Because I think you kind of schemed through that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say at that time, I didn't maybe have that. I didn't think, you know, it wasn't like an written on something but looking back I definitely was it's like oh next is down but maybe that I am depressed wasn't just I knew that it was at some point it was affecting even when you're trying to remediate and all that you're so overwhelmed and yeah. I didn't I don't think at that time I had the language to say yeah. I'm depressed yeah I mean um, even anxiety even if it's situation yeah getting you start in and so Hey, the kind of dreams you're having, the, you, you feel so unsure of yourself because up to that point, what I knew wasn't working. The way I studied wasn't working. You know, it was an identity shift. Like, wait a minute, I'm not somebody who struggles in school. I'm not used to that. So it hurts your little feelings, your pride. And then, 
just like it's like shake something shaking the foundation but shaking the foundation is actually a good thing because you know what is real when you shake you know what's real exactly when you yeah. shake it the sand settles mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, when you mm -hmm. put water on sand it is solid wonderful mm -hmm. yeah definitely. Mm -hmm. wow so wow so i guess that was your 20s is what i'm gathering right mm -hmm. and so fast forward to your maybe your 30s then what happened mm -hmm. Well, then that's a challenge of a different realm. So this one was more academic, but in my 30s is really when my personal life kind of finally bloomed. You know, a lot of, a lot of us in medicine are late bloomers because we yes. spent all those years studying. So as it got to my 30s is when it was like, ooh, I finished residency. I, I got married, I started having children. And that added a whole nother layer that I didn't really have to deal with because I kind of, let's say my personal life was underdeveloped because I'd been a student and in training all those years. So I had to start learning new skill set to deal with not just life as an attending physician, but, and still learning, but being a, being a mother, being a partner to somebody, learning myself, you know, developing just as an, a working adult because it's a different thing that gets us through medical school that we almost have to unlearn to survive real life outside of the training. Um, you know, during my interviews, I usually try to find a quote and I just, you just nailed it. I've never heard anybody put that or articulated like that. You said your personal life was undeveloped. That is so true because mine still isn't. <laughs> like there's some things that people say, but wait, you're a doctor. I said, yes, I'm a doctor. But I don't know that, you know, or not, yeah. not, a, not a medicine thing, because I'll kill it if it's pediatric. Mm -hmm. But I don't mm -hmm. know this little thing about life, whatever it is, something just, and then my kids, my wife, they look at me like, what? So how did you go to medical school? I said, that's what I did. That's all I did mm -hmm. was go mm -hmm. to medical school. And, you know, the rest of the life was just around me. You know, it's like, wow, no one has ever articulated like that our personal life usually is grossly underdeveloped. And, um, and it's just, when you finish, you now start scrambling to, to learn mm -hmm. really quick. And oh my God, night mm -hmm. school and uh, wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. So was it, I guess in this case, since the children started coming, Mary started coming, becoming a wife, all of that good stuff. Was it just balancing the balancing act? Was that where yeah. the challenge came? Right. It's, um, well, what you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> and then just having it like we have to log in the thousands of hours to be able to kill it as a pediatrician or know what to handle the family doctor. I'm, I'm logging my hours. <laughs> yes. yes. Getting like your I'm service doing, hours. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> doing my like, continuing medical education. I had to do education, continuing education as a parent, as a my own personal development, like just as a person, just as Nathan, not as necessarily Dr. Uchoku or Mrs. Somebody or Mommy, but also as a mommy, like how do I still fit in all these roles? I was wearing a lot of, wear a lot of hats, but I needed to learn how do I still place myself in it and letting go, I think a big thing that like with the I would say postpartum, especially having the first child, and it was a lot of new, a lot of good things. Like sometimes you see people, they have a lot of blessings, but it's like, I don't know how to manage this. Or I'm dealing still with the loss of 
an identity that I have and I don't know how to connect to the new one. Um, oh, this is so being powerful. Oh my God, you are just yeah. dropping nuggets. <laughs> I have never, and I have interviewed, I don't know what, 50 people in, in the past four months. I have never had anyone just articulated the way you are. You have to do continuing education on your own person and as a parent. That is the ultimate mixture of medicine and life right there. You had to log in your hours. I've never had anybody, and I thought I was good with words, but that's mm -hmm. powerful. That is powerful. Wow. <laughs> Did you get enough CME credits? I guess is the question. <laughs> well, <laughs> you have to your have to my children, but on any given day, <laughs> they'll be the judge. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but to have the desire you know and not take it as i'm a failure you know that perfectionist is like it's imperfect action accepting that this is a journey mm. and you know be willing to look for help we didn't learn how to be doctors by ourselves someone, someone had to model it someone had to teach someone had to critique you had to have patience to practice on you had to get guidance from your peers so why am I thinking that other aspects of my life would be different? I have to be have that openness and willingness, and, and I did not do it by myself. Yeah. It was the, you know, you would go to maybe in med school and say, oh, go talk to this person for a little yes. bit, go do this. But it was really first time it was like, no, I needed, you know, not just Jusike. You know, mm -hmm. I needed really to somebody, not your family members, you know, not just charge, but real counseling to say, I need to build up my skills, my self-efficacy and how to deal with and how to address the thoughts and the feelings that I'm having. And it's, a, it's just like someone going to a personal trainer. You have to, I had to learn to, and still work on my mental hygiene. You know, are those thoughts serving me right now? Why do I feel like it has to be so? What, you know, that helped me to flow in my spiritual life of, am I allowing God to be God? Am I trying to be God? Am I trying to be in control of everything? You know, and it's paralyzing me because I have this thing in my head. It's not happening that way. So mm -hmm. I feel so overwhelmed. I might not even give my best. Sometimes we think being perfectionist is doing our best. Sometimes we can't even do our best because the heavy weight we're carrying we can't even run a good race sometimes when you just mm, let me just give it my best shot let me just do it anyhow anyhow you're freer to really and that's in other words just fake it till you make it dot com mm. yeah but but you're right so sometimes you have to get out of your own way that's the only mm -hmm. way to put it with the perfectionism yeah. will just not let you yeah. you know just not let you and i and true true story i went to bed at 3 a.m last night because Oh, I guess this morning, whatever, because I had to finish my manuscript for my second book and nothing you could tell me. I, it, wow, in my head, I was like, I just needed to be perfect. And then my friend, my BFF, she sent me, she said, wait, you wrote two books in one year. Have you even wow. to realize that? And I was like, no, I haven't. She said, the first book came out in February. This is November. Do you even realize that? I'm like, you know what? I didn't even realize that. I was so focused on trying to get the book, which of course is never going to be perfect. You need <laughs> to be good enough and just put it out there. No. Oh no. You know, this T must be crossed. Yeah. I must be cutted. And then we're in our own selves. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
congratulations. It's not easy. I have Thank three you. kids. They are spread out. And even oh. I have to say to myself that that was very hard. But to have five children in America. <laughs> this is yes. Nobodo Ibo that we're talking about. In other words, yes. in Nigeria, we have Aunt Susan, Auntie Suwe, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Robert, and everybody to help you. Mm -hmm. But aquí no hay, no hay mm -hmm. um, personas que ayudarme. Mm -hmm. There's nobody to help mm -hmm. us. So this mm -hmm. is like you, yourself, and you, mm -hmm. pretty much. And even if you have help, you have to spend the morning because you have you're saying the truth you're speaking mm -hmm. the truth here. you can't get child care without spending the money and mm. with all the things you see on youtube at Tikbukwe, mm -hmm. um you don't even know what mm -hmm. you're getting you don't know hmm. Hmm. So, pray over wow. these children you just you cover them and you know you sometimes you feel like I, there was one lady I'm, I'm telling you I almost I almost drove back and I, I said look God was like, this woman have to leave our house before I come back home I just wow. my spirit doesn't feel just right about it just felt it yeah I felt it I said no one, <laughs> no even if I have to <laughs> back this baby and go to my job let me just this is my the most precious thing I have in this world this is all I own you know, <laughs> what is job? Sometimes you have to, you know, trust myself enough or trust God enough that he's given that voice to say, mm, this doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem right. And help. And I think also for me, that, that pride, you make an assumption sometimes that I don't want to bother anybody. Oh, I have to prove that I can do X, I Y, can. Z. <laughs> Accepting that people love you and they want to help and God can put angels around you to help. Yes. You know, I had to swallow it and sometimes still swallow it and say, you're not being a burden, but God forbid, if you get pushed to the point that you're thinking of taking your life, that's not, isn't that a burden? Or isn't something? that worse? You it's know, you worse. even said something earlier on about two words that I, I and I, it's easier said than done, but you said two words that I, I preach a lot. Ask, or three words, I guess, ask for help. Yeah. Ask for help because a lot of us, and I am number one, guilty. Uh, I think I'll do it better if I did it myself. Then I might not get it done or mm -hmm. I'll be stressed out to the max because I am trying to get it done. And there are only 24 hours in a day for everybody, whether I like it or not. So being able to reach out and ask for help is definitely a mm -hmm. huge thing that we all have to work on. I don't know if it's, it's the world that we live in that's just kind of taught us as women to just mm -hmm. always feel like we can, we got it. Mm -hmm. And that's why we say check up on those of your friends that say, I got it. Those are the yeah. ones you need to check up on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I saw that a lot, I guess, in my personal experience and seeing in the professional life, like being in practice, I found that kind of going through the school of life, it was helping me to be able to connect and have more empathy for my patients and what they're going through. It's like, girl, I understand. Mm -hmm. And not that I'm not sharing my own personal life, but I can, that human connection to say, you know, there's hope. Even sometimes, even in the practical aspect, there was a patient that was lamenting about, you know, a young mom and she have, she's had fetal loss. She's had, multiple children in a short time. I mean, mm. this girl is under under 21, you know, mm. overwhelmed, but trying her best. 
in the practical thing, I text my friend, I said, what's the name of your daycare? Because she lived in the same neighborhood as one of wow, my friends. You know, my friend so texts nice. me back and just put the oldest in the daycare so you can face the younger kids and you won't mm. be as overwhelmed. And the child can play and you know they're safe. Something as practical as that. If you're just, you know, got your eyes on the keyboard and you're ignoring them as our employed, a lot of our employed docs were forced to do, you would have missed the opportunity. Really hitting the pain point was more than writing uh, antidepressant. And exactly. Really oh my God! Did but you, you had my, to show you, love to somebody. Exactly. Did you see my my blog from on, on the, my article from Kevin M MD yesterday, oh, okay. where I mentioned that I said depression was not my reason for suicidal ideation, despair and overwhelmness. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. it's like okay, and then and I mentioned it. I said, what dose of an antidepressant would have fixed my overwhelmness? Mm -hmm. It's not it, antidepressant is not the answer in that situation because mm -hmm. well guess what the side effect is suicidal ideation. Mm -hmm. So I needed to get out of that whole realm of mental illness. Right. Sometimes it's just good old fashioned life. Just yeah. you're just overwhelmed. And you know yeah. what you did for her that day? You did more than any doctor because you gave her that option to get a break from putting one child yeah. in a daycare. She probably didn't even think. That, that was what she needed. The, the place is close to our house. You know, it's, uh, you know, she felt safe with it. The child was flourishing. I said, you got to burn this boy's energy. So when he come home, he's more tired. He's wearing you out. Let the school do it. And you can face, have some, some, just a little breathing space to face the younger children. You know, and the, on that follow-up, she lit up. I didn't do oh. anything so heaven and earth. But it was just as a mom, like, wait a minute, yes. wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> you have to spare yourself because yeah. if you're supposed to be, as mothers, we're like our children's son. We're the son to them. And the best, someone told me, well, probably, probably partisan, like the best mother I can be is present. I need to fill my cup. Then the children enjoy me better. They don't care about perfect pictures on the internet. They don't care even about oh, the best toys. They care about us loving them. I couldn't Give my true. If I don't love myself, how can I really love them? Even talk about what to give up a, a partner. You know, it's like, and this is a struggle, and I, and I work on it. When we think I'm giving them all I have, no, you're giving them scraps. We haven't filled our cup. Exactly. To even give my patients, my children, you know, working to give, you know, the husband, my family, and friends, you're so drained that I had to, I saw it in them. And I saw it reflected in me at times of, ooh, I need to fill this cup. I can't be nicer to the patient than I am to my husband. My child. And my husband. And to myself. Exactly. To, myself. to yourself, to even. Myself. To myself. We're not connected to ourselves. We don't have much to give anybody. You know? And you know what? It's funny you said that because a lot of people that I speak to, and you know, say, well, doctor, doc, because you already, you were lucky, you, you, you saved yourself, you got it. I said, look, while divorce is not for everybody, I needed to be divorced because I was dying, like literally drowning in that relationship. And those people that say you stay for your kids, are you really staying for your kids though? How much of mm. you is left when you're staying mm. for your kids, you know? But those people who have found Nirvana in marriage super, but for those who are drowning, oh my God, because in the end, if anything happens, at least in the Nigerian context, Baba go get another wife. Life goes on, you know, mm -hmm. while you're there, six feet mm -hmm. under, you know? 
Yeah. So this, this is the most powerful episode just for mothers. I, I think I'm going to save mm -hmm. it for Mother's Day weekend next year as well, because I just need, they need to hear that as mothers, you cannot give of yourself if you don't have of yourself. There's nothing left. Mm. I used to come home and I was just like, my, I was like that. I was, don't talk to me. Like, oh my God, I was uh, burned yeah. out, fried, roasted, burned, you know? There's and I think normalizing the discussion uh, that a lot of women feel this way, but we feel like we're the only one. You don't want to open up to talk about it, but your fellow mothers feel or felt that way. And I think sometimes we don't talk with older, you know, women that are maybe a different generation because they've gone through it. But and then we have the pressure of the social media, the perfect pictures, and mm -hmm. you, you're seeing people's highlights and edited pictures. You don't see when the child ran out, when the head's not on the nose, when they refuse to wear whatever. And we start thinking, well, that's not my life. And, and, I'm, I can, and I'm as guilty of it as the next person. And sometimes you just have to put it down, put the phone down and go play with your kids. Yeah. You know, let them run around the dollar store. And, you know, don't worry if, oh, what about this bill? What about that one? And in as far as relationships, we're in relationship with ourselves. We're in relationship. That's the relationship we're always in, whether you're a single mother, whether you're married, divorced, dating, engaged, it doesn't matter. We're always in relationship with ourselves, and that's the relationship we can always work on. Mm -hmm. We can always improve on, and we'll be better for whoever else has to interact with us. Because I know single mothers have a different challenge, oh. um, and you have to ask for help, and you, and you have to be ready to face things on your own. In, in marriage, is a different challenge because you're two different people trying yes. to be one, and sometimes you clash. Sometimes you have you have different ideas. You know, if, it, if you grew up in two different households, how much more two different cultures or countries, your implicit expectations are different. Mm -hmm. And you change over the course of the relationship. Who you are at the beginning is different than who you are years later. Right. And people grow at different rates. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that growth and change can seem threatening to the other person and yes. vice versa. Yes. You know, you can have hurts and misunderstandings. So it's, there's a challenge and then it kind of, other people don't want to get involved. They don't, I don't want to get between two lovers. I don't want to, you know, when you, so you may not be able to even ask help sometimes. Yes. To stay with a single person that they know there's nobody else there. Everyone have their challenge, as they mm -hmm. say, but. <laughs> challenge. Thank God for, God. <laughs> thank God for, you know, thank God for, um, there's opportunities to seek out help, emotional support. Uh, you have to take care of the self-care. The more responsibility, mm. the more self-care you need, and it's not selfish, it's vital. Thank you. Because it protects me professionally. If I didn't get good sleep, if my mind isn't right, I will make mistakes that could cost me my you know, credentials. Mm -hmm. You get bad reviews because a patient can feel that you're distracted and you're not giving them good care. The mm -hmm. children might be anxious and acting out in the school because I was shouting on them because I was irritable and reactive. You see, you'll be picking argument unnecessarily. You're not picking up on cues. It, 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 it trickles down. So it's like, hey, let me get up and let me read this word. Let me stretch. Let, you know, you try and I fail, but you try as you're trying to build better habits because I know more what's at stake. When I look at them, it's like, huh, to be able to do this, I have to keep myself, I have to stay grounded yes. to what, the only thing that held me all this while, for me, was relationship with God. 
But then God would say, hey, you don't be calling me for things I already told you how to do. You're supposed to take care of yourself. <laughs> I already sent you someone. I already sent I already, you someone that can yeah. do that name. What did you do? You closed the door. Exactly. And you, know, you know, I want you know? to go back a little bit um, before we go too far. I want to go back a okay. little bit to something you mentioned earlier on about the next generation of women being able to talk more about it. Yeah. And then as both of us are Nigerians, I have never, thank you so much again for coming on because I just, I'm so, I feel like I needed this podcast mm. episode today because I have not had anybody who is Nigerian, who knows the Nigerian experience mm -hmm. so i can have this talk and then you know it's actually about motherhood which is amazing mm -hmm. because we have two different experiences yet we're mm -hmm. the same in the sense that you know we both i'm on my second marriage you're on your first but it's still the same thing we're two different people regardless mm -hmm. but i like the fact that you mentioned the older generation can somehow talk about it but do you think also that the way we are raised in nigeria makes us not want to talk well who do you see complaining so why are you going to complain? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, that thing, that mindset, you want to you touch on it a little bit? Because mm -hmm. that to me yeah. was my biggest struggle when I was going to file for divorce. Well, who do you know that's been divorced? Well, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't like this marriage. Well, who do you know that's been divorced? I'm like, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, but my auntie died. Like, but do you know anybody who's divorced? I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a challenge, uh you know, everybody's story is unique and we're all going to face challenges. There's ups and downs in life. Um, but sometimes, like even you said, stop and, and, and open up about it, talking about it, find that trusted person. If it's a hotline, if it's someone, you know, at your school, if it's a, someone in your place of worship or even if it's your healthcare professional, we still have training to screen the pediatrician if you're mm -hmm. you're young is a safe space you know as a family doctor i'm a safe space for my patients even if you're coming to the urgent care even if you say the visit is about something else we have the capabilities to at least address and steer you to who you know to additional people who can help we at least can do basic depression screening yes and basic safety planning like Nobody has to do it alone. Even if you're in your house by yourself, you can still, there's, you know, hotlines and apps and things you can still reach out, like um, uh, com. There's different resources, and I'm sure you, Dr. Lulu, have resources for your listeners posted or we, or can get them that. Nobody should feel alone. There's no situation that's unheard of. Um, and just take those baby steps. And some of these things, I can talk about it now because I've had years to process it. There might be things happening currently that I might need some more time before I can, you know, yeah. talk about it on a podcast. But though you build on those smaller wins, and I think all we're saying is loving ourselves, real accepting that we are worthy, no matter what externally is happening to mm -hmm. us. We still have a unique message that people need to share, to hear. We need to share that. So I think um, even being able to have the privilege to share this today, I had to overcome a lot of fear mm -hmm. and trepidation. Mm -hmm. mm, you know, this thing says suicide patient. Mm, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but I felt the power in the message is 
it's such a taboo that if we that we can take the shame out of it by giving it a voice. By giving a lot it a of voice, times we're, we're give it a voice. Know that it doesn't have to overcome you, and that you can have a people around you to support, to uplift, and say, "Hey, yeah, yeah, that happened to me too," and normalize it. And if you healed. We need that empathy to ourselves, that self-compassion and allowing other people to love on us to heal. I didn't get through it by myself. You didn't get through yours by yourself. Amen. Somebody had to show up. God has to use people to show up, to show that love. And then when we receive it, it's easier for us to give. It doesn't get any better than that. We just have to, mm. just have to start sharing. Thank you so much. I mean, I, I, I couldn't even come back. I didn't know anything about feeling kind of blue.com, but I'm about to add it to my resources page mm. on my book because <laughs> I did not know about it. <laughs> I did not know about it. I know about the Not Okay app, but feeling kind of blue.com. Yeah, feeling kind of blue is actually a social media site for young adults that are monitored by trained clinicians. Wow. So they have a, um, it's, it's part of the, under the United Way, but it's geared more towards young people. So you can go on their social media site because a lot of people spend a lot of time there. And that's a little safer than kind of sometimes the oversharing that people are tempted to do. But you're oversharing to people who can help. Okay. At least this one is monitored by trained clinicians. And they know how to reach out and give you access to their crisis line, too. So that's, wonderful. that's just I'm, a resource. I just tweeted that. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. I've never heard about it before, but that's amazing. Mm. That's good. Well, I mean, did you have any, you know, last words? I have to stop calling them last or final. Part two <laughs> words would be the best way to put that. Yeah, I think it's reach in and reach out. I think that's in essence. I love it. All right. I just, te- I just tweeted that. So, y'all... Thank you so much, Dr. Necker. Oh my God, it's been an amazing, amazing morning. Yes, it is Thanksgiving week. And so I want to say another big thank you to you and to the listeners, to those who have been faithful and, you know, just tolerating the the nuances that come with just the different people that I've had. I've had a wide range of people. I did not, if anybody told me that I was going to be speaking to someone who is going to be so dear, so close to me in, in, in geographically, but also by heart, because, you know, everyone I speak to is close to me in a different way, a different struggle. But this was a good one. This was about motherhood and the fact that it is a challenge. And whether you like it or not, it is a challenge. Birthing a child is not easy. Being a wife is not easy. And then juggling that with full-time work is definitely not easy. But you have painted a picture of reality for us. And that, to me, that, that's, that's more, that's what is weight in gold. So thank you so much for coming and joining the family. Thank you for sharing with us. Oh, thank, thank you for, you being, for being who you are and allowing yourself to be vulnerable and allowing yourself to go in there. And I love to reach in and reach out. I mean, that's, that's a summary right there. Reach in and reach out and, and, and get saved because um, enough of us are dying. While I was on hiatus with you for a minute, while your phone was misbehaving, I got someone <laughs> a link about a nurse in the UK who hung herself, you know, on November 20th. So that's what, three days ago, four days ago? So this is so real. And she's African, she's black, mm. she's African ancestry. But mm. it was basically burnout. She said she got, they say she got extra hours. She was promoted to do more work. She just broke up with her boyfriend the week before 
this happened. She had seen the doctor the month before this happened, which is usually the case, you know. And she shared that she was just overwhelmed and she was having nightmares about work. Exactly mm. what we're talking about. And then, you know, the rest is history. So it does happen to the best of us. We just need to reach in and reach out. So I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. So ladies and gentlemen, you've heard her. She came out and she laid her heart out for us. I wish we could continue. It was really, really worth it to me. Mm. But thank you so much, Dr. Neka. Until you come back for part two, hopefully. <laughs> yes. Have a wonderful <laughs> Thanksgiving with your family. Give your kids a hug for me and your hubby for being, a, you know, your rock and your support system. And, and also thank you for being honest enough to say, I didn't do it by myself. You need to remember that, you know, we did not get anywhere by ourselves. Medical school or being a mother, being a child, being a friend, none of it is done by ourselves. So on that note, I want to say thank you for joining us. Thank you for writing on one of our pages today. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> thank you. All right. Bye bye. Bye.